Okay, so um, I guess this is what happens when you decide to use a new headset because your daughters steal the headset from your computer and you're scrambling around at 459 <laughs> trying to find a new one. Um, I love my kids, but my goodness. <laughs> Um, well, um, because they are going to school virtually, um, oh, we right. have our little classroom set up here in the living room. And since we were all in the living room together, um, they all, we all, so basically we were all crashing at each other's Zoom meetings, <laughs> right? So the, the, the noise, <laughs> and so finally to avoid, Man. you know, I know for definitely first world problems, right? The, the firstest of the first world, well, um, and 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 just the weirdest. Like this is just such a strange period we're living through now. It's just so weird. So here's the thing: I don't think anyone had all of us together at the same house on Zoom meetings in the apocalypse pool. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know that anybody had that. No. <laughs> No, the revolution will not be televised. It will be web conferenced. <laughs> exactly. Very true. Very, very true. Oh, so man. Weird. So, uh, but it, it's, I got to tell you, Seb, it's, it's I, I feel like sometimes, um, oh, by the way, I think we might have one other listener. So I think we might be up to a grand total of three. Nice. Um, this person was like, hey, I, you know, I heard what you and Sebastian were doing. I liked it. You know, it was fantastic. Um, you guys should be doing this twice a week. I'm just like, listen. <laughs> Hold on there. <laughs> I'll need the slowest I roll. Um, we can barely get this thing fired up once a week between Seb's work, my work, life. And I'm like, but if, if, and, and, and the reason why she said this is because there is so much going oh, on. I know. Like it, I know. it's absurd, honestly. What happens in between two episodes? It, it, it's, it's ten it, episodes it, worth. It's it, you know, it's like that. I mean, we joke about the John Oliver show last week tonight, but it it feels like last Tuesday seems ancient now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 not ancient in that like oh I kind of remember like like last week is like no 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 like last Tuesday that feels like last month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like uh, yeah, I, I remember January. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> you remember how long ago that was? <laughs> it's <laughs> wait, wasn't there some kind of impeachment trial or something going on? Yeah. I don't know. It yeah. it feels like it's like January should be taught in the history books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the year that was January. So, so I will ask you this, and um, so I know we we sent so many emails back and forth as we as we think about you know just what to talk about on the show, but I sent you a a email that had to do with what I was calling the sexy six. I didn't see. That I'm one. not sure if you I'm, you I'm didn't. Behind. Okay, so this is this is live television. Um, for the people who are listening on the radio, <laughs> um, so By what I suggested was your smartphone. <laughs> so what I suggested was that each one of us come, and we probably can't do it this week, but we can try. Um, each one of us come to our Zoom meeting with six topics on our mind, mm. and what we will do is we will go down those six topics, and the ones that are on both of our list will be the ones that we start oh, our conversation with. Good idea. So, um, but because I know you're smart now. and because I, I know you're agile, it. yes, 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 yes. I um, my email. That's how smart I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about opening the email. It's about knowing which email to click, Sebastian. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So I, I, and what I suggested was because you and I are so awesomely smart and humble, um, I know we have a lot to say about politics, but I was offering that in our sexy six, we could have, you know, four things that are political or something that could be mm -hmm. considered in the political arena. And then two things that are completely non-political. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So I think in my, I think in my email, I think I said I went three and three and I'm, I am also cooking open the right email. Um, mm -hmm. Well, definitely the number one on my list had I, known to make one would have been <laughs> the bob woodward leaks or, or okay. you know, the book for sure because it's just i mean it's it's 
bonkers. <laughs> you know, that, it, it, it is. I had a press conference today, and he said, "Well, if Bob Woodward thought that uh, that the you know um, that he was so disturbed by what we were saying about the virus mm. back in January mm. then, or February, then he should have gone to the authorities," <laughs> says the really? U.S. States president. <laughs> So let me get this straight. With power <laughs> and responsibility. And I heard Vindeman wrote a tweet. It was just like, mm, maybe not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's well, you know, there is a there's a certain amount of I think the word I used in the email was hubris, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Of of really, you think you're going to charm Bob Woodward? Yeah. Like this man has made a career of being critical and having honest direct conversations with a president like he he started a i would argue started a successful impeachment run mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think charming him is is where you want to go no but that i but was this, oh, we talk about mount stupid right that idea of <laughs> you know lots of, lots of confidence no experience you know, oh, I'll just charm Bob Woodward. Like once, once he gets to know me, I'm sure he'll find that the real Trump is just intoxicating. Yeah, you know, and and it, I, I, go ahead. it's hard. It's just hard for me to understand whether it's just like is is he actually in age related cognitive decline or is he just been this stupid his entire life? Because it, it's just it's I don't know. It's staggering, right? It's like how how can a human being be this stupid and still like sort of function, I guess, <laughs> fail up. Well, I, I would offer, Sebastian, that those are not necessarily mutually exclusive items that you put toward me. No, I know. I wish they you were. Know, it, <laughs> I want them to be. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it kind of goes to this idea of, you know, there, there was somebody, I forgot the comic, um, who was talking about, you know, is, is Trump just really a super evil, smart genius? Like, and he's got us all fooled. Like, this is his plan all along. It's just like, mm, no, I think this is what happens when, you know, you are a person who loves sycophants and there are a large number of sycophants around you. Like, this is where you end up with where you're, you know, the emperor has no clothes and yet he insists on walking around outside. <laughs> yeah, with his tiny mushroom dangling around. <laughs> Apparently, allegedly, I don't Apparently, know. Apparently, yeah. So, you know, it's... And I think what also, and, and I think what, uh, what I wrote in the email was, um, so uh, again, the, the, the tapes themselves are just damning and critical. And I think there's going to be another round of, you know, Republican hand wringing. And, you know, I wonder the, every time I, so now at, the, at this point, every time there's a scandal that comes out, I'm like, what's, has anybody asked a Susan Collins if she thinks he's learned his lesson yet? Like, because yeah. that, that seems to be her, or she's that was troubled. her, um, she's greatly troubled, yes. And, <laughs> and you know, it's just, wow, that, that's, that's really, that's, it's, it's. That's really nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 are we so, are we so pummeled by scandal that, I'm not surprised. Like there was that great sketch um, a couple of, I think it was a month ago, no, a couple of months ago um, where Kenan uh, Thompson on Saturday Night Live was talking about, oh, yeah. you know, the impeachment. He's like, mm, ain't nothing gonna happen. Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel now. Like, mm, <laughs> really? really? He, said, he said he downplayed <sighs> the virus, knew it was deadly. Mm, ain't nothing gonna happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I mean, like the happening is November just, 3rd. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the only Or the week of November 3rd to November 10th, we should start telling our listeners. Yes, true. <laughs> True. Be patient. Yeah. Well, and, and I, you know, and I think this goes to something, I don't know if you and I have talked, I don't think you and I have talked about this, but this, this need in America, I know, right. It's it's weird. It's weird. Um, so, So I will offer that. It's something that we maybe talked about before, but I don't know. We, we've hit it back. This is the idea of not American exceptionalism, but American quickness. The mm. idea that in America, all problems have a quick solution. Right, right. And, and, you know, this, and I think when we talk about the elections, that's, 
that's how you're setting up like, well, you know, we've always had, we've always known the results on November 3rd. Why should this election be any different? Like, well, I don't know. Cause it's, <laughs> cause it's a fucking pandemic. <laughs> and Russia and, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah. we, we know the results the night of the election when both sides are collaborating on trying to have a free and fair election. Like when one side is actively trying to block that. Oh, like, well, there oh, you yeah. go again. You know, if it, well, Sebastian, if you're going to be stuck on this free and fair elections thing, I don't know that there's a lot for us to talk about. Um, you know, because clearly it can, it can only be free and fair if my tribe wins. That's Anything right. else is, 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 is costly and unfair. I know. Like, uh, I, we just watched a documentary um, about uh, um, the problem with social media, basically. And um, yes. Okay. You know, it's got a lot of merits. The the documentary itself is it's called the social dilemma. I think um, it's on Netflix, um, and it's a bunch of people who uh, were involved in in building a lot of these platforms, Twitter and Facebook and the rest, um, saying like, yeah, we we purposefully designed them to be uh, addictive and to track all your you know all the stuff mm. on social media now. Um, but there was this section where they, they talked about how, um, you know, a divided America is, is the best scenario for social media because you get the most clicks, right? There's, it's easy mm-hmm. to clickbait when everybody's at each other's throats. Um, and then they cut to Marco Rubio saying, um, you know, Americans are so divided and, you know, we, we don't, we can't have a, a civilized conversation about anything. And then I think it was Ben Sass saying the same thing. And I was like, yeah, those aren't the guys who are talking about this. <laughs> I feel, I, I feel like the the character from Office Space was just like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not the so, the sword you want to die on. Like, well, it, it's it's actually very interesting that, um, and you know, over the course of our forty plus years. 45 plus years um, of life. I don't know that I've ever seen this much projectionism. Like it, it seems very, what's that? Um, there was a joke that says, you know, it was an old Van, Van Halen song is like, right now our government is doing things that we only think other governments are doing. Mm. Um, and it's that whole idea of like, you know, be thinks thou doth protesteth too much yeah, to quote no Shakespeare, kidding. right? Like when you no accuse, when you accuse the other side of doing something, so vehemently and so angrily and so loudly, mm. there is a chance that the other side may be doing that, but there's also a greater than average chance that you are doing that as well and don't yes. want to be found out. <laughs> yes, that is very, very true. Uh, <sighs> it's, uh, but it, it's, so, so I, I would offer this. I, I, I do like the idea of the Bob Woodard thing because, listen, if anybody can get a president impeached, it seems to be this guy. It's it a good track record. <laughs> You know, one for one. Um, and I think it's less about I think it's less about the impeachment because clearly there's not going to be any political appetite to do that, you know, before the election. But I, I think the dangerous part about this is there are not a lot of votes out there to get. And no. this guy seems hell bent on not doing any outreach to even try and no. bridge you know, the, the, the divide to even seem like, I know, okay, I know he's, he's, you know, he, he's talking about the drilling off of the uh, Florida coast and right, it's like, yeah. okay, but it seems like he just can't get out of his way. Like the, the actions are not, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, and that, what, what did we see in 2016? Like, there's always a tweet for that. Like, just yeah. like, I think that's the, the, the strongest argument that can be made for the voters that are still out there to get is just going to be the massive amount of, I guess I'll call it political cognitive dissonance between what he said three months ago or, you know, three years ago versus what he's saying right now. And in, and in stark terms, because that's, well, that's, that's how this guy talks, right? You know, when you're so hyperbolic on one side, it's very difficult to be hyperbolic on the other side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, you, 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 it's very difficult to come back from that. <laughs> but I mean, to your point, like, I mean, who are these people who are still like, hmm, I don't know, I need to learn more about this. Uh, what was it? Donald J. Trump, you said, you know, like, 
I mean, how can you be undecided at this point? You either, you know, are delighting in his his mendacity and cruelty, mm. or or you're disgusted by it. It's obvious. Like it's obvious who this man is. You know, I don't, I don't get how anybody can be on the fence. I don't. I don't really think anybody is on the Frankly, I mean, I think the. I don't know. I don't. I trust think there's a lot of truth to that much at all. Um, because I just don't think this is normal at all. I, I would concur with that, and you're and you're right. I think there's. I think there's a lot of bias in terms of who people want to project they are versus who they really are. Mm. Um, so I, I think there's. I think there's that. <laughs> Um, I think there's also this idea of Americans feeling very difficult to admit mistakes, mm-hmm. right? And That's and if if it's you know if you have to own who he is now, you have to own the fact that he has always been this way, and then yeah. you have to own the fact that you gave this guy your vote. Yeah, and That's and a lot of and I, exactly right. and and listen. Some people ain't ready for that level of self-ownership, right? No. Because they're barely holding on to their life now yeah. and owning a mis- and owning the fact that they may have directly caused yeah, some themselves. of the <laughs> – Exactly, right? Voting against their own self-interest. The idea that they've done something to directly hurt themselves and their family or their uncle or their dad, you know, th- whoever it is. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot to take on. Lot. It is. It is. And 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 I think I think it's easy I think it's easier to play the blame game, especially when somebody's giving you the script. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think we're I think we're at I would estimate that you know <laughs> I am not Nate Silver nor am I have the tools of five thirty eight. <laughs> um, but my you know my non scientific finger in the wind swag is we're probably at about a fifty three forty seven right now. Yeah. Um, and again, this assumes a free and fair election. Yeah. Um, but I would argue that that's, that's, that seems to be where we are. Like, it's not going to be, you know, I hear some people talk about like this 55, 45, I'm like, no, no. that <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I would, I would put it at 52, 48, you know, 47, 53, maybe even 51, yeah. 49. I think, it, I think it, you're right. I mean, that's, it's, it's highly unlikely that the spread is more than seven points. Yeah. Which is it, depressing. It, <laughs> oh, well, it, it's, well, you know, I, I would offer that, I would offer that it doesn't, it doesn't need to be huge. Like, you know, I think gone are the days of, a you know, a McGovern or a Mondale type, you know, thrashing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, I would offer that, even if it's a, even if we go on the outside of what I projected, like that fifty three forty seven, which is I think very very big, like six percent, like that's, I think that's enough, so yeah. that the majority of the forty seven percent are just like, okay, well, you know, we tried and we lost. I think when you start getting to that, you know, fifty point four versus you know forty nine point six, that's where stuff gets really dicey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I do worry a lot about how this is going to go. Obviously. Yeah. It's a, yeah. That's. I don't remember being this anxious about an election. I mean, certainly 2016 was close, but. <laughs> but Why? We, we know who the guy is. He is exactly as bad as we thought. And worse. And, and worse. worse. It's and worse. Well, I think maybe that's the part that's the scariest for me, Seb, is. We knew how bad he was, and it's been even worse than we could have thought. Yeah, and that's you know to have no to have low expectations and still have them unmet yeah. is maybe the is I think a scary it's aspect of it. Like, wow, yeah, that's you know this is this is the living version of a shit show, yes. and 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 it and it's not like the regular shit. Like no. this is the, this, no, this is the like you had corn, and yeah, you had like, you know, like I told you not to eat shrimp. Like, you know, this is just really bad shit. Like your body, this is so 
Jason, you never I, I'm, I'm, eat sushi off the counter the next day. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm so hungry. I can eat sushi from a gas station. <laughs> right? Um, you know, and I apologize to our listeners that we're talking about shit. Oh, but I think it really drives to where we are. Like, this is... This is not the normal defecation process of your body excreting waste and just, you know, you flush it, it goes away. Like, this is the, ooh, you had some bad water from a bad country type of shit. Like, this is, it gets on you and everything, and the stink is just incredible. And I think that's where I feel right now. Like, this is, we told you not to drink the water. Yeah. You drank it. Yeah. Um, and now not only are you sh- is this guy shitting over everything, it's leaving you dehydrated. Like no one talks about the other side of diarrhea. Like now, you know, not only is it coming out of your body, but your body is not getting the nutrients that it needs to survive. And I'm very worried about the emaciated state, you know, of a post-Trump shit. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> exactly. And seen. It only took twelve episodes. Um, but you know, we we've we've finally gone there. But yeah, it's twenty five minutes in and it's and, done. <laughs> and we are finished. The sponsor the sponsors just clicked off. <laughs> um but yeah, I, w- I would I would I would say, Sebastian, that our, the reaction that you and I are having right now is because we need to laugh hysterically to yeah. avoid crying hysterically, right? Totally. That's, that's the exis- – there is – I've used the combination of the words existential and dread more over the last, you know, 10 months. And we'll probably use it a bunch more as we go forward because – because of where we are and because of what we've seen and because of where this is going, like, you know, this is not the movie where, you know, the villain learns his lesson and no. he decides to help, you know, no. save the village at the end. Like that, yeah. this, this is not that movie. Is so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Central in no, no version of reality. None. None. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's so so I will so I will offer something else. We've talked about Trump. We've talked about Woodward. We've talked about shit. Um, <laughs> I say, ha, have you seen the new Dune trailer? And by the way, for the three audience listening, okay. So I would tell you to go watch it because I, um, I, I think you and I, you you have you seen the original Dune? You've seen the original oh, yeah, Dune. Everybody's seen the original yeah, Dune. Yeah, right. Um, that was that I would just trilogy was kind of my introduction to science fiction, believe it or not. My uncle was big oh, the, into science fiction. Oh, and okay. He got me Asimov's um uh Foundation trilogy and and the Dune trilogy. Um and I read them when I was like, I don't know, uh probably ten years old or something. <laughs> oh, oh, that's why you deal with quantum physics computers now. It all makes yeah. Sense. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. The yeah, apple doesn't does, fall, fall from the is, foundation. There is some kind of connection there for sure. Yes. <laughs> it, so yeah. I, w- I would offer it's it's about two and a half minutes. Um and I think it's I think it's it's one of those things where I think they're gonna do a good job. It's got, you know, I mean good. the cast well, is Denis just incredible. Is the director, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a really good director. He's really, really good. I know, and he has, I, was he, I don't know that he's had a lot of, I'm sorry, say again? Oops, I was very I cut impressed. You off. I apologize. No, I'm sorry. I was very impressed with um, Blade Runner 2049. I, thought that was I liked great. it. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And, um, um, what was the name of the one uh, with the aliens? They had to learn the language. I've forgotten. Uh, Arrival. Oh, Arrival uh, with uh, Amy Adams, I think yes. it was. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That was great. I, I thought that, and, and I'm right there with you. I thought that those two movies, and I especially like, because they were different, right? So obviously Arrival didn't have any prequel, didn't have any knowledge. It just arrived on the right. scene. Right. Um, and Blade Runner obviously had an entire universe that yes. it was trying to recapture. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and people had some very strong feelings about Blade Runner, right? Because for, mm-hmm. for many, it's a classic and the piece de resistance. Uh, <laughs> right there it is right and so the ability to satisfy people who had an attachment to the original blade runner and still give them yeah. something where they appreciated the story and were able to 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 let it in i think is is not an easy task because no, we 
you know, I, I sent a Slack um, to a couple of people at work, um, you know, about the worst sequels. And I only got to 12, and there are, there are so many that are out there, and Blade Runner could have been that, and, and it wasn't. Yes, it could. Yes, it was. It was, that was a, I was very worried, frankly, about how that was going to turn out. We might not want to touch this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, fun fact, uh, yesterday yeah, yeah. this guy was orange. Um, uh, yeah, we, nah, we, no. grabbed, we grabbed the car and drove across the Golden Gate Bridge and, and played the soundtrack from Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, it's, you gotta find your entertainment where you can. You really have to, you know. It's um, it is, you know. I, I don't, I don't know who had sky turns into a Mars-like orange in the twenty twenty <laughs> apocalyptic pool. Um, but then I think about it, who 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 wouldn't have that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> You know, there was, um, (laughs) listen, uh, so I, so I, I saw a meme, um, you know, it said, uh, you know, people are like, oh, things are bad, but we have Thanksgiving to look forward to. And of course it had this turkey that was destroying buildings. (laughs) And, you know, my, my comment back to that was, you know, anybody who would gather all of their family in an extended family in one place (laughs) right now just clearly has not been paying attention. Also, right. Why would you why? this year to outdo itself <laughs> again? Why? So you'll, I think you'll appreciate this story. So um, when Kimberly and I, a couple of years ago, we, we, were built, we created a trust, right, for our family in order to mm-hmm. help pass wealth down to our kids. So when we get some wealth. Um, and <laughs> the, the, the lawyer who was there was like, okay, I need your nightmares. He's like, he, he talks about, he's like, hey, I'm going to explain a nightmare scenario. I'm just like, okay, what could that be? He's like, okay, your whole family is there um, at Thanksgiving and the turkey explodes. <laughs> and that was his example that he gave of, you know, what would you do if the unthinkable happened? How would you plan for your kids? And, you know, you know what, what kind of place would you put in place? And that, when I saw that giant turkey, I'm just like, that's it. My <laughs> lawyer called it. You know, the turkey's going to explode. It's going to wipe out the whole family. Like, are turkeys like for exploding? I haven't. Of course, they're not an exploding turkey. Not in 2019, they weren't. Okay. But I tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> that 2020 turkey, <laughs> it's, it's gonna got start, something special for you. It's going to start with exploding and just yeah. get worse from there. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the. You know, it it just feels like it feels like somebody broke the seventh seal, Sebastian. I don't know yeah. who, but I, you know, <laughs> I would just ask that person to just admit it and own it, so we can fix it now. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, we can I get mean, some super glue. We can try and put the seal I, back I together. Expect, to, expect some morning to look out the window and see the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man <laughs> destroying downtown San Francisco. <laughs> you are right there, <laughs> right there. You know, and it's. It's 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 the idea that the sky, you know, looks like every single apocalyptic movie I've ever seen. That either right before God comes down and delivers the wrath, mm-hmm. or right before the aliens mm-hmm. come. Like that's what that sky looks like. It's the right before scene. Yeah, our president is orange, <laughs> and now the sky is orange. Too. <laughs> there, there was a great um, branding episode it's of the branding. That's what that is. It's brand, you know, right? <laughs> Listen, I the idea Trump that sky. Trump's guy. You know what? I was I was trying to think of the words you beat me to it, Seb. Gosh darn you! But yeah, you know, look what I gave you. Look what I did for you. Well, <laughs> I I didn't ask for this, and surely if I had asked for something, it wouldn't have been this. So. <laughs> Uh, there, there was a so um, there was a, a TV show on years ago. I think it's, it might still be on. I haven't seen it in a little while. Family Guy, and I'm talking about the original Family Guy. Um, and and original, and I, I got the were there. I didn't know there. Yeah. So what happened was Family Guy was on for a couple of years, and then it went off. And then after a couple of years, they brought it back. So this is the the redone version. I would just gotcha. all, I would just encourage our three listeners to go back and take a look at the original Family Guy because it was. It was Simpson-esque in its ability to skewer everything. And, really? and one of those episodes, oh, it was great. It was great. I actually, I'll, I'll send you the link to the episode that I'm talking about now. Um, because one of the, the main character, Peter, you know, be, 
<laughs> tells a lie and all of a sudden people start to believe he's God and a religion forms around him. Mm. Um, and like all of these things start happening, like boils, you know, frogs, locusts, you know, all of the, all of the plagues, all, <laughs> all of the seven, seven plagues from the Bible are hitting him. He's like, you know, I don't know what's happening. And the one of the other characters just starts smacking him. Is like, I'll tell you what's happening. God is pissed. And I, I feel that in some point our planet is rebelling against what's happening with the current right. occupant in the White House. Like I wouldn't, you know, these, these are just clear. Believe you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the other part, Seb. I think that even if we take the religious part out of it, of God being pissed, like I don't think this planet um, is going to take this too much longer. No, <laughs> no. I, no. You know, you're hovering it, it, over the the reject but the reset button. Yeah, right. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, listen, I've done it before with the dinosaurs. I don't mind admitting <laughs> don't my mistake. Don't make me hit the you button know, again. <laughs> yeah, don't make me do it. <laughs> Somebody wrote um, something about you know what will our kids say to us in 2030 when they talk about the orange sky? And my comment was, look at you being all optimistic that there's going to be life on this planet <laughs> yeah. in 2030. Ooh, like that's 2030. sweet. <laughs> well, much like the road from a democratic Republic to a fascist regime is a lot shorter than we like to think. Um, Boy, is it? I would also, <laughs> I would offer that, you know, the planet Earth has a balance and a harmony, and I don't think it takes massive degrees from the mean <laughs> to, to radically alter what this planet looks like. And I think we've seen it with climate change. We're seeing it with climate change. Yeah. And if it continues to rush unabated, I, you know, the pace at which it has, the pace at which the Earth's climate has degraded, mm, degraded, excuse me, Degraded, I will try English, degraded so far does not mean that it's going to continue at that pace. Like, no. this could get faster. No, natural systems tend to, like, they, they have an equilibrium, and they're very stable mm. in those equilibriums. And then when the equilibrium is disrupted past a certain point, it, it destabilizes and changes very rapidly. And that's, that's kind of the way these things work. I mean, even, you know, stock markets uh, behave the same way. <laughs> It's well, you know what? I'll put it this way: it's like a it's like a spinning top. You know, when it's mm -hmm. like you said, when it's when it's spinning at the appropriate speed to keep it there, it goes. But you know, we've all seen what happens at the end of a top's reign. Yes. <laughs> you know, it 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 gets bad quickly, and yes. then it, and then it stops. <laughs> yes, it does. but indeed. So oh, I so I, again, I, I unfairly hit you with uh, my sexy six. I know, right? <laughs> This is, I thought this was supposed to be a journaling therapy for us, Sebastian. Yeah, I'm not. feeling bad now. <laughs> so let's make you feel good. I tried with the Doom, um, but now we'll go back. I like the idea um, that Denver, the city of Denver, is mm -hmm. now actually sending yes. out health professionals yes, for some of its 911 that. calls. Right? I, yeah. and, and I like... I like what it says because it's the whole idea of let's not continue to bang our head against a wall and expect a different result. Like exactly. I, yeah. I, I, you know, and like, listen, I'm not sure if this is going to work, but I know what we've tried before hasn't. Right. So in the interest of not doing the same thing and getting the same result, let's see if maybe sending out social services when right. there's a report of a guy Imagine swinging that. a samurai sword. Yeah. <laughs> That poor, you know, and I'm not even sure what the report was. Yeah, that poor kid who um, was having an uh, episode, right? And the mom yeah. called for help, and they came and shot him multiple times. Like, he's a 14 year old kid, like just totally insane. It is. Well, you know, when when you are when you are trained to fear, right, yeah. and you are trained that every problem is a nail and right. you have the ultimate hammer like this is not yeah this is not something that we would this is not something that is unexpected right mm -hmm. it's and then you have but then you have these situations where um uh, i need to i need to go back because you know you read so much but the idea that now there are and this, i think this is actually true um because studies have shown this the idea that you know people who most need policing now don't call the police and right. 
and it leads to even more dire consequences, right? Like, so you don't have people calling um, when there's a domestic abuse situation. You don't have people calling when there's, you know, some kind of child abuse situation because you don't trust the the authorities to deliver fair and impartial or even caring right. justice. Like, yeah, you know, there was a... Justice. Go ahead. <laughs> or, or to be safe, I have a safe response even. I mean, like... Oh, uh, we worry about that in the city, like when this, somebody's having an issue that's clearly related to mental health, a homeless person typically, mm. um, you know, we worry about what to do. Like, you know, we, we, our threshold for calling the cops is much, much higher than it would have been, you know, maybe naively mm. five or 10 years ago, right? Like, because um, I don't feel like this stuff is new. It's just our, our as we've said before, our awareness is, is has been raised, yeah. that's all. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, we worry about what the response is going to be, you know, and it's it's a big problem like that that leaves you with, I mean, you can call 311 and hope they show up with with mental health uh, um, professionals, but it's it's a much slower response and much less likely to have any response at all than, than 911 and 911 will show up fast and do something in many cases you don't want. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um... There was that, yeah, you're right, that idea of, you know, I'm a concerned citizen, I still have concern for society. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what what do I do? I feel helpless. I feel, I feel pre-guilt, right? Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that could be a real thing, right? So, you know, you're, you're stuck with, I don't know what to do. And so I think sometimes the analysis paralysis takes over. Yeah. Um, and and you just disassociate, right? You just yeah. you 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 throw your hands up, or you you walk away feeling so guilty and so worthless, and so you know so many other things yeah. um, that you you and and I don't and I, I know those are the two you know paths that I took, but maybe there's a third. But it, it feels like you know, or or maybe you get active, right? And you and you decide to change the system. Like I'm sure for some people, they're like you know this because I think life experience is the best driver of behavior and so you're like okay this happened to me Mm. and i decided at some point in time that you know i was not going to do this anymore and that's why i decided to run for you know city san francisco mental health commission or whatever or whatever it is right so my hope is that we can keep people from those two yeah yeah exactly right exactly right that's that's i think a great example yeah of of just by the fact (laughs) he grew up with in prison yeah yeah, and and but I think that's a fantastic story because it, it brings a lens that is very not often talked right. about. Well, he's um, got so much more direct personal experience than people who typically run for that that type of role, right? I mean, like that's relevant. <laughs> that that's you know the the pedigree is different, and you know maybe it's not about you know. Not, maybe it's not about a particular pedigree or who we thought was good in this role. Maybe it's, you know, maybe someone who has had parents who are in the criminal justice system is maybe the perfect person because you, you, at least you feel mm-hmm. when that person sends somebody to jail, like that person really did deserve to go to jail. Like it just wasn't mm-hmm. the runaway system right. that <laughs> that just right. took over and all of a sudden this 13 year old was sentenced, you know, to life. It was like, no, there was a, methodical, right. well thought out reasoning as to why this person needed to be in jail. And I think jail is, at least for this district attorney, jail is maybe seen as the last resort instead that's of right. the first resort. That's right. Yeah. Which it should be. I mean, it's insane. I mean, that's, that's, it, it's, it's for when nothing else is going to work. That's the only instance that we should be using incarceration because like all the evidence shows that any other approach is better. Right. I mean, Let's talk about that, Seb. How do you, I mean, I have an opinion. I know you have an opinion. So let's share it. How did we get to prison being the, the worst <laughs> first choice? Yeah. I mean, it's, just a continuation of the our, our horrible legacy of uh, relying on slave labor. Really, I mean, it's mm. it's it's using humans as raw material for an industry. That like there's the private prisons, um, and then there's the the companies that that use the imprisoned labor. Right. I mean, it's it's yeah. big business. So it's I mean, you know, that's that's the core 
uh, economic motivation and then the, um, the militarization of the police is just usual, you know, when you, when you create the circumstances, as you said, um, everyone is, is indoctrinated with fear, even though violent crime has gone down enormously in the last 30 years. <laughs> I know. Right? Um, and, uh, we're more afraid than ever of violent crime, and so um, there's this, you know, this uh, justification built in for uh, investment in more and more, um, you know, uh, whatever weaponry really is what it boils down to. They they talk mm -hmm. about it being for public protection, but it's not. It's like armored cars and crap. Like those are you know weapons of war. And and you know even when you talk about the imagery right so you know the war on drugs yeah you know um yeah. the war on poverty <laughs> the, the, you know yeah. the war on the war on i think i yeah. think you and i are, are in an industry war. that has this all the time <laughs> <laughs> well i you know i i remember even you know going back into the early 1990s when i first started my professional career you know i'm at a i'm at a, a client site um, that will remain unnamed and you know they had the war room and, you know, I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, my uncle um, came back from Vietnam and he was never the same. That was a war. We're implementing SAP. Um, somehow I don't think that a siege mentality is where we need to be. Like, you know, hmm, you didn't get those data maps over to me, Helen. Um, I, guess, I guess it's the firing squad for you. Like, no, this is, this is maybe... I just, I've been, you know, even this is like 21 year old Darius, right? I just remember thinking how odd it was that, you know, there was this, and, 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 but it was, it was militarized implementation. Like, you know, at least that part of it, because not everybody could go into the war room, right? Like you needed a reason to have to <laughs> go no in there. Like, in the war room. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> have you ever seen Dr. Strangelove? Yes. Yes. How <laughs> that scene. No fighting in the war room. <laughs> But yeah, and that's and that's it. And so you know, even in our civilian aspects, you know, we we somehow have this, you know, I'd, I'd almost call it a military-like fetish of, you know, Absolutely. we're gonna go to war. And I mean, it comes to sports, it comes to a whole bunch of other things. But yeah, that I, I one I by the way, in what you did in five minutes um, was just fantastic in terms of linking together, you know, the legacy of slavery to you know the. The profit and i think at some point in time usually if you're looking for any reason in america anyway you you really need to follow the money <laughs> um because i think what you know there are some prisons where you know prisoners earn something like i don't know 35 cents an hour so you know something just like that, just yeah. something like that right and so it's you know there's this like you said the the there's a reliance on this and it reminds me of Kimberly and I were talking about this the other day, you know, a lot of times there'll be like a bridge tax where, you know, somebody's like, Hey, listen, we got to build a new bridge and we're going to charge everybody an extra 50 cents until we pay off the bridge. And then 10 years later, after the bridge has been paid off multiple times, like that tax mm -hmm. is still there. Mm -hmm. You know, I would offer the nine 11 airport tax, <laughs> right. um, you know, back when we were still flying. And, and I think what happens is these systems get so used to having that, amount of revenue like they can't ever pull back mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's 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 if you leave it to somebody to pull away from the teat don't be surprised if they don't yeah. <laughs> well put <laughs> but this teat is so delicious <laughs> why, why, why would i willingly give this teat up but <laughs> 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 you can give your teat up i'm staying on mine <laughs> like, you know but I, and 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 yeah when you you know, we, we often hear so many, at least I hear a lot, well, you know, if we, you know, if we increase the wages for people, um, to like if we give them a $15 minimum wage, like, you know, that cost is going to be passed on to the consumer. And it's like, well, let's not look at that as a automatic happenstance. You will choose to pass that cost yes, on to the consumer because you want to maintain the same profit margin. That's but if correct. you decided to take your profit margin from, I don't know, insanely you know, inflated to just mildly inflated, right. um, you'd be able to do that. Like that's, you know, it, it's the, it amazes me when millionaires and billionaires claim weakness. Like, you know, if it was up to me, you know, yeah, I'd yeah, pay yeah. everybody $20 an hour, but you know, uh, what am I going to do? Like, 
Because, you know, I have a lifestyle that's built on making, you know, $10 million a year. You know, right. how dare you ask me to take eight? <laughs> <laughs> I can't possibly. You know, yeah, exactly, right? I Well, you could possibly, you know, you, you were actively choosing not to. Like, don't claim, you know, there are very, very few of us in this world who are truly powerless. Yeah. And it amazes me that, you know, there's a, you know, you hear claims of powerlessness. But actually... I would argue that somebody, if somebody starts off with the sentence of, if it was up to me, it usually is up to them. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> oh, so now we know, you know who's making this decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I have partners. Really? Are they in the room right now? Because it just seems to be you telling me that you're not going to be giving me this raise or this promotion or this opportunity. You know, well, yeah, I was the one who was chosen to give you this news. Um, and believe me, Darius, I fought for you in there. Yeah. Really? Because now we're doing everything on Zoom. Can you play me that recording where, where you were actively fighting for me? Because I'm, I'm not quite sure that as the senior partner of this firm, if you had chosen to fight, that that people wouldn't bow down and, and no accede to your wishes. No kidding. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, I just read the other day also um, yeah. that uh, if the, um, if wages, if minimum wage had, had um, kept pace with the cost of living uh, over the last mm, 30 okay. years, um, which it had for the previous 30 years, it actually had kept up for the previous 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, in the last 30 years, it's fallen so far behind that, um, if it had kept its pace, it would now be $28 an hour. <laughs> so and by the way, let's just, that's like oh. almost half of what, what it should be. Well, let's do some quick math, Sebastian. $28 an hour is 56K a year, right? Right. Roughly, assuming somebody works 20,000 hours. And that's, I think... I think what happens, I, and you know, I've had some arguments with other people because they're like, "Oh my goodness, fifteen dollars an hour! That's that's insane!" It's like that's thirty thousand a year yeah. pre-tax. Good luck living on that. <laughs> it's not going to happen for it's you, not right? Happen. It's not going to happen for you, right? And so this whole idea of, um, you know, if we if we just kind of work backwards. Right. And if we just took what the average cost of stuff is in an area mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, again, this is why you and I should rule the world. Yes. But maybe there's an economic model that says, let's start from where we are and then let's work backwards from that. Right. <laughs> right. And now let's decide the minimum wage is going to be, you know, in order to have an apartment and to eat food three times yes. a day and have snacks and, you know, oh, you have hot food. water and heat. <laughs> there you go again. <laughs> there you go again, harping on the food. Um, yeah, like, let's talk about what it costs to live in an area. And then maybe that would be, um, that would be what we're, what we're doing. You know, and maybe okay, that's Congress. the minimum that we should start with. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Is it... <laughs> Okay, so I would I would offer that there are some aspects of of other governments that are not necessarily um, things that we want to do in the United States. But I don't. Is that really communism? Is that is it? No, it's not at all. Okay. No. It's, so so it's what, will, what will we call it? Because it's, it's, that can't be capitalism. But what what will we call that? Well, sure, it's capitalism. I mean, capitalism just means you know that the um, that individuals can can own can control assets of capital and deploy it according mm. to what they want to do. They make a business or you know whatever. There's no, I mean, you know, I mean, to me, the difference is just whether it's state controlled or individual controlled, right? So, I mean, China okay. is is. Um, it's a commercial, like it's somewhat capitalistic, but the state still has significant control and, and um, uh, you know, power over the, the way individuals use the, the capital they have at hand, right? I mean, so mm -hmm. most, most companies, for example, have ties to the Chinese military or the Chinese government in some way, right? So in tech in particular is um, what I'm thinking of. But um, so, yeah, whereas here we've got, almost no regulation at all, right? So there's, uh, of capital. 
So there's, there's a spectrum basically, but I mean, you know, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with, in fact, there's, there's a very good argument to be made for, um, for making sure that your, your uh, baseline for your citizens existence is comfortable and productive and, and uh, fulfilling because then you've got a more productive population, right? I mean, we're, it's, we're, we're pretending this is a zero sum game and that's ultimately mm. long haul technology proves that it's not a zero sum game, that, that we're making more for everyone with less input and less labor, right? Less, less uh, work required for, for making more stuff. And that means that there's more for everybody over time. We're still acting like, you know, um, the only way to, to, to progress is if, you allow, um, you know, the enormous concentration of capital in the hands of very few people, and it's that's just—it's a total fallacy. It doesn't—it it doesn't end well. <laughs> that's the, the main thing that sort of drives me nuts. It's like, why are you doing this? It does not end well. Well, and you know. <laughs> The, I, I think the words let them eat cake, you know, yes. from the French Revolution sort of, you know, spring to mind of, Absolutely. you know, there is a way, and, and I think maybe that's, and maybe this is just shows that human beings haven't evolved enough, right? Because mm-hmm. greed is something that seems to be the opposite of what's, what you need to live, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... And, and and so when you talk about that whole forcing of the zero sum game, you know it doesn't have to be zero sum game. Like you are choosing to set the rules right. up so that different sides are in stark opposition. Right. Um, and you know, and we wonder why compromise is so difficult. Well, maybe because everything we've set up, you know, is about competition and combat, and you know, yeah. not only winning but destroying your destroying, enemies beneath yes. you and <laughs> crushing their souls underneath your feet. You know, yes. <laughs> listening to the tears of their of their women and children yes. and their lament. Like that's, I don't, Conan, I don't know what that. Is good in this world. <laughs> yes, and that's why we love you, Seb. That is why we love you. Um, but yeah, like that that whole idea of, you know going back to that joke I was making earlier, like, you know, oh, you're going to ask me to live on 8 million. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess sure, I am. And so, <laughs> but yeah, the, you know, and I think something said that you hit as well is this whole idea of we've seen how this ends. We've seen what happens when a incredibly impoverished middle class becomes an incredibly impoverished lower class in terms of economic right. scale, like, you know, and and the numbers always speak to you. There are more people who don't have than do have. We've yes. seen the end result of this. But if there is some sort of, I'll call it modified egalitarianism. Like, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of how some I've seen some of the Scandinavian countries work. Like, listen, okay, right. we, we, it's okay for you to somehow accrue more than your share, and it's somehow okay to accrue even greater than that. But it's kind of like that Ben and Jerry's model, like where the CEO will never make more than a certain right. factor of right. the lowest person's salary. Like really, all we need is progressive taxation, right? I mean, we just need to yes. tax them higher the higher they earn. I mean, it's just it stands to reason. It's just the most rational thing to do. Like I don't understand yeah. why it's even remotely controversial. It shouldn't be. Just, well, you know, it's it it's if it sense. Well, if you go with this idea that. Um, if you go with this idea of not otherizing people, right. it, 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 and you can see the, you can see the innate humanity in somebody else having a bare minimum, um, then it becomes easier. But if, if, if you are perfectly okay with the idea that some people get nothing and it's just the breaks, right? Um, yeah, yeah I don't mind. know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I go, there before the grace of God go I. And I think that's maybe one of the things I would offer in this current, you know, mindset is there are a lot of people who are experiencing what it's like to be on the other side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we always come around to, uh, you know, expressing the fact that we ultimately are, um, optimistic about this insane time we're in and that's Mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to for me is that's the reason why i'm optimistic because um you know we've been complacent we've we've thought like 
um, you know, well, things aren't great, but there's nothing we can really do about it or whatever. We've been, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, tricking ourselves into thinking this is just the way it has to be or whatever. And, you know, I think that getting a, um, a wake up call, uh, in the form of things being way worse <laughs> yes. is a good yes. thing ultimately, right? It's like, we're getting a glimpse at like a really, really dark, dark place that is totally possible. Like the, the idea that we could have a fascist uh, autocratic government in this country would have seemed completely insane uh, like last year, right? Or two years ago, whatever, <laughs> right? I mean, uh -huh. and, and it's not hard to convince people that it's possible now because they see it. Like they, you can just yeah. look around and see it, you know? So, and that's ultimately, uh, you know, like I said, I think that's, uh, that's, we need that. We need that, that wake up call. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, at some point in time, you need to, you need to shock the body to the possibility of something incredibly adverse so that it can prepare to avoid that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it's, Ooh, I don't like the look of that microbe. <laughs> it's all orange. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Oh man. Good stuff. Good stuff. So I know we uh, we got started a little bit late, but where 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 are we? Are we to the point where we uh, put a topic for next week, or we do we need to name yeah, the podcast? No, what what are we that, doing? I think your idea of of uh, you know coming up with a list of six things and then comparing them, I think that's really great. Um, so I'm, cool. I'm all for that. Um, excellent. And, excellent. Uh, I don't know. I mean, were there things on your list that we didn't get to that we we'll carry? We should carry oh. over. Oh, the DHS whistleblower. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. and here's the thing. Maybe we talk about the whistleblower right now because who knows what's going to happen next week, right? So <laughs> That's it's true. There's a whistleblower, you know, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Get in line with the other whistleblowers by the time, uh, you know, by September 14th. It'll be like the, whistle, the whistleblower union. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I think um, so. So my thought was just, I mean, obviously, this is, you know, not unexpected that, you know, there's political... <laughs> you know, influence at the DHS. But I, I think the, my thought was how much time, energy, effort should the Democrats really put to that? Right. Because what's going to be the net get? Right. It's true. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I think you're right. It's like, like you said, they already impeached him. You know, I mean, like there's, there's limits to what um, the consequences for any of his mm. uh, misdeeds are based on the, the you know, McConnell and, and the rest of the, the uh, enablers in, um, in the Republican Party. And like, unfortunately, it, it's, it's galling because it feels like we're, we don't really have a way to get to, uh, to see justice be done in this, in this particular time and place. But I don't know. I mean, to me, it's just like, keep, keep our eyes on that election. It's coming up soon. And like, let's just go <laughs> mess with that. Like, let's kick his ass. Let's kick them all mm. out. Let's kick them all out. It's the only way we're going to we, fix this. You know, and, and, and I think there's, I think there's an idea of radicalism. Like it's, I know, I know, I don't know if any of our three listeners like Game of Thrones, but it feels like a red wedding scenario. Oh God! Like <laughs> we, no, I mean, we, we, there really needs to be um, a political and not a physical, but a political destruction um, mm, yes. in order to uh, okay. to, to cure this. Like <laughs> because you know, I know Joe Biden is all about returning to normalcy, and I get that if this was a normal election. If it's um, normal, yeah. But I, I think we're, you know, if we're talking Guess about the political spectrum, <laughs> yeah, right. We, Normal we're gonna, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to need you to swing this thing 70, 30 um, yeah. in order to right the ship. Like this, <laughs> the, much like the Titanic, the pumps right now are not enough <laughs> to stop yeah. the ship from sinking. Like no. we need to do, these pumps need to operate at 180%. I that's hope right, that. That's right that there's that there's an idea of you know if you return 
if you want to return to normalcy, it's going to require a metronome swing on the other side mm-hmm. in order so that, hey, maybe by 2024, we can, you know, get back to something that, you know, represents normal. That's but, right. you know, now is not the time to win and go small. <laughs> no, it is not. So. It's absolutely not. Okie doke. Excellent. Cool. Cool. Well, as, as always, um, this has been fantastic. I, I feel, believe it or not, I know we talked about some dark stuff, um, but I feel better. And hopefully, you know, our, our three <laughs> listeners will feel better as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's all we got right now. So it's it, this, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> I hear a little bit of background noise. I'm not sure. Is that me? Um, I can't hear anything on my side. Then you know what? Then that's nothing. I, I was heard a little a reverb, but we're good. Um, so I'm trying to think. The name of the podcast. The name of this podcast. Oh, I got it. Since we're talking about Dune, Father, the Sleeper has awakened. We'll, we'll go with that. Mm-hmm.